and welcome back to the Covenant Poetry Podcast. This is Faith Glock here. The ultimate aim of all content released from Covenant Poetry is to draw people's hearts to the heart of God. Through wholehearted, spirit-led, creative expression, whether it be through spoken word, books, poetry, music, speaking, podcast episodes, or other creative content, we want to see people encountered by God. So let's begin with prayer and we'll dive in. Lord, we just honor you today. Just thank you, Lord, for your beauty and we thank you, Lord, for your presence. I just pray, Lord, whoever is listening to these words right now, Holy Spirit, would you just come around them, comfort them, pray for in fresh in feeling of um, you, Holy Spirit. And I pray that they would just feel your presence, feel so connected with you, and just, yeah, come into your presence right now um, and just c- connect with you and encounter our one and only um, living God. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Well, so good uh, to be back on here and excited to do the next podcast episode that I felt the Lord was leading me to. I'm really excited that this one is going to be releasing a spoken word. I've had several people tell me, you should put your spoken words on a podcast. So I'll just continue yielding to the Lord when there's certain spoken words that he wants me to release on the podcast. So today is the first day for one of those spoken words. This spoken word is the title of the episode, which is called, This is What Awakens Me. So I thought it would be really fun to, you know, people get to hear my spoken words at, you know, different events and things, but it's, I think I love sharing the story of, you know, how the Lord led to the words and led to the theme and how did it come to be? So I just wanted to, uh, sh- to share a little bit about that. So a local church reached out and at- requested a spoken word for their event. So that was super cool. That was one of the first times that I've done a spoken word somewhere where I hadn't been connected already or like known somebody there. It was all new people, which was really cool experience. And the theme of this event was all about awakening. And so that was really the context that I had going in. And so, you know, once the event started getting closer and I just started asking the Lord, you know, what this, what the spoken word was supposed to be. And I was just, you know, aware. And a lot of times how I work with any writing is I hear things from the Lord at random times and just (laughs) throw them in my phone or do a voice memo. And it's exactly what happened with this one. I was at a worship night at the gospel house, um, a local ministry that I'm a part of in my community. And as we were worshiping and my friends leading worship, I heard this melody and I felt weight on it. And And when I say I heard this melody, I felt it I heard it in my heart, if you will. Um, No one was singing it. I just heard the words and I felt weight on it. And I I just saw pretty quickly like, oh, this is this this is the line for the spoken word. Like this is the heart. This the uh, with a lot of spoken words, I like to do speaking you know, normally mixed with singing. And a lot of my spoken words have some sort of repeated chorus. So that's what this was. And so in the in this basement, in this house I was in for this worship night, I, I do this all the time. I went to the corner and I, I grabbed my phone and just real quickly sung what I heard into my phone, into a little voice memo. So I'm actually gonna put that on here because I think it's so cool just to see the process and, you know, how it's birthed and where it began. And so um, I will show you those 
and yeah, that's what the whole spoken word um, was built from. So this was the first recording. This is what awakens me. Later that same night, this um, was something that I was actually sung in the room. My friend Grace was leading and she just started singing, you know, Jesus is the worthy one. Jesus is the worthy one. And that one, it really like captured my heart of like, yes, like, (laughs) yes, which I'll get into, but Jesus is the worthy one. So that, I'll let you listen to this one as well. Here it is. So then after that evening, I felt like the Lord gave me, um, you know, the central point for the spoken word. And after that, I just sat down with the Lord and I wrote it and read a lot of scripture, incorporated a lot of scripture. And a ton of inspiration from for the spoken word came from a sermon my pastor gave, actually. I'm Nathan DeVoe, shout out, <laughs> beloved pastor and friend. And he talked a lot all about, about carrying our cross. And what stuck out to me so much in his message was this concept of it's not just about Jesus carrying his cross, but about you carrying your cross, about me carrying my cross. This spoken word had so much, came from like a lot of, a mixture of pain and joy in my heart. You know, following him, following the Lord is the greatest thing we could ever experience but it's also really costly why we're here on earth. And as you'll hear in the spoken word, that Jesus was very explicit about that, of, you know, the, the gain of following him and, and the cost of following him. But what I've learned in my life is that truly nothing compares to his presence and all other gain is loss besides him. And so this concept with what the Lord gave me of like, this is what awakens me. The fact that he laid his life down and gave absolutely everything for me. And when this hits like at a deep, real level, it changes everything and it, it awakens you. And, and then what, with that, that's the thing. It's not only about him laying his life down, my response, if it's real, And if I'm actually going to follow Jesus, what awakens me is when I lay down my life for him and give him everything. So I could keep going, but let's just show you the spoken word and you'll hear everything. So I hope you enjoy the spoken word. And ultimately, I just pray it leads you into the presence of God. And I pray that it would be not about me, but about him. And that you would hear his heart and hear the truth of scripture. And I just pray it would draw you closer to him somehow. The worship pad, I'm going to be playing spoken word for this recording today. It was a, a free download from Church Front Pads. So just a shout out to them for providing that resource for people to use for free, which is awesome. And I hope you enjoy This Is What Awakens Me. He laid his life down. This is what awakens me He laid his life down This is what awakens me Envision him now, the precious Christ, the Messiah Mocked, spat upon, tortured, humiliated, bloody, and beaten beyond recognition 
he carried his own cross to be crucified. Naked and nailed, a slow, horrific public killing, yet he had lived a perfect, sinless life. One time, the Lord gave me the vision to get a small taste of what Jesus may have felt like on the cross. The vision was of an adult being killed by toddlers and young children, a scene of illogical chaos. Can you imagine forcing yourself to let a bunch of babies kill you, thinking they could overpower you? It's ridiculous, foolishness. You could easily overpower them no matter how many were in view. It was the same way with Jesus. His killers had no power over him. He could have stopped them with one word and legions of angels would have come to aid him. But he died to fulfill the scriptures. He died to take our pain, to be the lamb that was slain. Jesus wasn't held to the cross by nails. He was held to the cross by love. He yielded to his father's will to the point of horrifying death. He lost his life for us. He laid his life down. This is what awakens me. He laid his life down. This is what awakens me. A few years ago, I stood in my kitchen when the stark reality hit me. I lost my life. Tears ran down my face, but joy welled up in me at the same time because I knew I was free. Jesus said in Matthew 10 that whoever does not take up their cross and follow him is not worthy of him. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for his sake will find it. I knew my life wasn't my own anymore. No matter what, I was going to follow him. Everything was out of my hands. My whole future, marriage, jobs, dreams, finances, goals, all submitted to my father's plans. I was scared because this meant I was no longer in control. I was so excited that my faith had reached this point, but I also recognized the cost I would be forever counting, my life no longer my own. I knew my life would forever look different than most people around me. I knew I would forever be a minority because my life is yielded to God, every decision and every move. Things may happen slower, things may happen fast, but it's not up to me. And I knew so many people, including lukewarm Christians, would often not understand my life path. Jesus said in Matthew 7 that you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. I lay my life down, this is what awakens me. I lay my life down, this is what awakens me. You see, it's not just about him carrying his cross, but about you carrying your cross. Jesus' crucifixion was not only about his death, but about our death. For I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 
And we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. And far be it from us to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. These truths from Galatians and Romans set my heart and my faith on fire. Jesus was so upfront about the cost of following him. He said that if anyone would come after him, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow him. He was also upfront about the gain of following him. He said that the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but he came so that we could have life and have it abundantly. The sacrifice is dying to self. The sacrifice is obedience to the point of death. Our call is to die so that we can live. It's not about my privileges, what I want, or what he blesses me with. It's about the invitation of the fellowship of the cross. Real intimacy is knowing him in our sufferings. It's knowing him in our loss. And when I count the cost and lay myself down, I can experience the other side, which is life. Romans 6 says we were buried with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. When we die with him, we rise with him. I cannot be born again unless I die to myself, die to my flesh, and the only way to die is to pick up my cross. And when there is a day I don't pick up my cross, this is when I become frustrated, jealous, and stressed. When I lay myself down, I walk in the freedom and confidence of Christ, completely whole and abundantly blessed. Those who don't really know God won't understand this, but for those who are truly saved, they will recognize life and power in carrying their cross. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. He laid his life down, this is what awakens me. I lay my life down, this is what awakens me. My eyes have been opened to eternal reality. When we realize how temporary the world is, we can see that we're yielding to the greater reality. As I run the race set before me in this life, I long for my real home with him. I long for his return. Real freedom looks like losing your life. Real freedom looks like becoming his bride, fully devoted, fully committed, fully in love. Eyes not set on worldly things, but eyes set on the bridegroom and the flight of the holy dove. Friends, he wants all of you. Give yourself over to him. You see, there is no such thing as a part-time Christian. You must be all out or all in. I truly awoke when I received the fullness of the Holy Spirit and the freedom of being completely and lovingly dependent on Him. I awoke when I learned that I can trust Him and that I don't want my will, 
I want his. Remember that we are citizens of heaven and we eagerly wait for him to return as our savior. Come, 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 I hear him say, there's a seat for you at his table. So let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is before us. Focusing our eyes on Jesus, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross. He laid his life down. This is what awakens me. I lay my life down. This is what awakens me. You lay your life down. You poured yourself your side pierced on that tree you gave everything for me so i'll lay my life down too for all i want is you not just savior you are lord so my whole life lord i'll pour like christ may we die to ourselves every day Choosing the Father's better way. On the other side of losing your life is abundant life. So awake, O sleeper, and from death arise. And Christ will shine as a dawn upon you and give you light. He laid his life down. This is what awakens me. I lay my life down. This is what awakens me Your beauty outweighs the cost Your presence outweighs the loss Your worth it, oh worthy one I'll follow you to the ends of the earth In fact, I'll run Jesus is the worthy one. Jesus is the worthy one. Jesus is the worthy one. Jesus is the